It's Coffee Quad Time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Riekerd, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good Wednesday morning coffee club. I hope you're doing well this morning. All well here. It looks like the weather's took a turn for the cooler side for the next few days. So we'll just see on that. Let's introduce the panel to you and go around and see how everybody is. Let's start in Minneapolis. Tim, how are you this morning? Oh, didn't do so well, my first... There, I'm, there. I'm working? Yeah. Good. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm doing well. Uh, beautiful day here. It's supposed to get up to about 70, and oh, this is my kind of weather. Wish it would be this way all the time, but certainly not here. <laughs> not there. Well, I guess it could be worse. It could be snow, Tim. So, but it's not. Let's swing it on around to Albany, New York. Jeff. Thank you, Bill. Doing very well here. It's going to be, maybe the high will be about 78 degrees. We're expecting some rain. I think we're going to have the same weather that they're having in Altoona, Pennsylvania today as well. So, well, we can't complain. The fall is going to be here, but I, I'm hoping that we'll have some more warm weather before it really gets cold. Because I really don't like cold weather. No, I don't think we either like the cold weather. 
Let's swing it around to Altoona, Pennsylvania. Well, it's going to be a high of 83 today and rain. <laughs> we're not real happy about that, but, you know, you can't win them all. Other than that, we're doing well. Everything's working for a change. <laughs> so we'll take it. Very, very good. We'll, we'll be doing a lot of your stuff in the second hour. So and you're going to chime in on our first hour's topic here in just a few moments. Let's see. Jennifer, downstairs, are you in your office? No, I'm in the living room for now. You're in the living room for now? So what's going on with you this morning? Oh, things are pretty quiet. It's supposed to be 77 here today. You know, when we get done with everybody here on the panel, um, and if you want to make a comment, raise your hand on... Star 9 on the phone or Alt-Y if you're in the computer room, but Star 9 on the phone if you want to say hello or good morning. And and Jennifer, I'm going to swing it back to Jennifer because she's got a new tip she's going to talk a, a little bit about. I don't... She was pretty excited about the other day. So everybody else is doing okay, I guess. Anybody um, out there... Okay, let's see here. It's, it's Bill. Okay, yeah, it's Bill, yeah. Go ahead and bring Bill in. Yep, I'll do it right now. Yeah, Go ahead, Bill. good morning. Good morning, everybody. We're going to get to about 69 degrees today here. And it's supposed to be cool. We're down to 55 last night. Yeah. And we had rain and thunderstorms all day yesterday. Oh, my. And I hope everybody had a good weekend on Labor Day. Did you have a good, successful trip? And I know you. Were oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I made, went to Shipshawan, uh, Indiana, and saw a great show, the, the Dan Miller Cowboy Review. He's he'd been on RFD. He's up. He's from Cody, Wyoming. We saw that, and then uh, of course it rained on the Blueberry Fest. We didn't make it there. It was raining. We got there. I said, forget it. So we had to go back, and we come on back to my grandson's house, and went to dinner on Sunday, and. I had uh, enough food for the three of us that we brought half our food home and only cost us 20 bucks. There's a restaurant we go to there, out there where he is, that on Sundays, all their appetizers are half price. And they're four fifty for the appetizer, and an appetizer includes just a couple of things. Six cheeseburger sliders with a double order of fries, or you can get eight chicken strips or chicken fingers with double order of fries and all the other stuff. So we ordered three three orders and we all ate and we still took stuff home for that night for dinner. Oh my, that sounds like a Dave Rickard meal. We're going to be talking yeah, that, about yeah, that in a minute too. But yeah, that, I mean, you, can't, you can't beat it for the price on Sunday for no. $4.50. Right? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. That'd be a Dave Rickard meal. We... Okay. And we're going to talk about, well, we've got a couple more hands here, and then I've got two topics I want to introduce this morning. Um, Jeff, who do we have, Ellen? We have one more from uh, Ellen, so let me unmute her. Go ahead, Ellen. This is Joe. I mean, Joe, I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. I was getting yeah, it's okay. 
Anyway, just a quick good morning from here in Albuquerque, New Mexico at 66 degrees. We're still having warm weather yet, up to 93 and down to 66. The series, she always says the low is going to be what the current temperature is now. So I, I think this is somehow with the tech, great technology of iPhone. I don't know. I don't know if anybody else has experienced that. But anyway, that's the latest here. Well, there you go. At least you're hanging in there, and it's another week, and here you go. I, you know, speaking of restaurants, real, real quick. Yesterday, we went out with our friend Barb. I've known Barb for almost 40 years. We worked together at Social Security. And on the way back, we went out to a restaurant. There's nothing special about going to Chili's. It was all right. You know, it's pretty good, actually. They had the three for ten or some kind of special... But anyway, it was pretty good. I cannot complain. But on the way back, um, there's nobody that loves donuts better than Jackie. So I thought, well, we'll get some from the bakery over here. Well, the bakery was closed, so Barb took us to another place called Jack's Donuts. Boy, they had these big donuts. My, my, my. That rocketed right up to the top on favorite donut places so if anybody wants to comment on that they can either call this number or they can send an email to me at bill at billsparks.org and i'll play your message if you've got a favorite donut place that you like um jennifer before we get started with all of that you stumbled across something the other day you're a a reading buff so what happened well, I did this by accident, but I was looking for a particular book, and I couldn't find it in most of the places that you look. So I decided that I would look and see if Kindle had it, because I used to have the Kindle app on my iPad, and I hadn't used it for a while. So anyway, I stumbled on this thing when I went to the Kindle app that's called Kindle Unlimited. And I thought, well, that sounds interesting. You get a 30-day trial of it, and for, and after that, it's $9.99 a month for as long as you want to keep it. And you get unlimited Kindle books. And you also, if the book has audio narration with it, you can download the audio narration that goes with it, and you can use your... Amazon device and play it. You tell it to play the the book from Audible, or you can use your your tablet, your phone, however you want to do it. And you have the unlimited listening from from any of these books from the Kindle Unlimited. And there's, I think they said there's a million Kindle books or something like that, and a good like several thousand, I forget how many thousand, have audio narration. And it's pretty cool because it syncs with the text so you can switch between reading it and listening to it if you wanted to. Sounds like kind of a good thing if if, if you're Are you sold read. on getting this service now, Jennifer? Are you going to are you going to you going are you going to subscribe to uh, to this service? I, I, you get a 30-day trial with it, so I'm going to try it for the 30 days, but I think I will, yes, because 
They have so many. Because, well, you know, being Kindle, you can get a lot of bestsellers and things like that that are current books and stuff, too. And a lot of them seem to have the audio narration with it. It was pretty cool. Uh, that that sounds good. I mean, you can read, 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 read. And it's cheaper than you know, just than having an Audible subscription. Because the one that I looked on Audible, unless you're grandfathered in or you have a premium one or something, you get one one book a month and two of their original performances or whatever they call them for fourteen ninety five. So, so hey, it's hey, a man. better deal with something. And, you, and you found the app quite usable, Jennifer? It is pretty usable, yes. Yeah, Jeff, Audible has made a concerted effort, or Amazon, to make sure that these things are accessible. So, And the cool thing is, is you can play it through Audible if you want to do that, or you can play it through Kindle, or you can use Lady A and tell her to play... The only thing that people may not like about it is you, when you get the Kindle book, you download the, uh, the the printed one, and then you have to go into the menu and download the, the audio narration separate, but it doesn't take it very long to download it. Just and the seconds. other thing that I like about, part of what intrigued, what enticed me to get it is that if you you just use the Kindle app, it's like it's like Audible and the other apps. You'd have to go to the website and buy the book, get the book that you wanted, and then and then you could download it. Where this way, if you want it, you can just download it from your app. Uh, okay. Very good. Very good. That's we, a good. I, I don't. I just want to make let you know, Bill. We have a Pamela. Pamela Francis has a raised hand, so I just want to let you know. Okay, Pam. Go ahead, Pamela. Is she Hold still on a second. Muted? Go ahead, Pam. Hold on a second. Why is it not unmuting her? Go. Okay. Wait a minute. There we go. Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, I looked at that Kindle Unlimited thing, and I saw some reviews about it, and it looked to me, A, I don't think you can get the audio without the uh, without an Audible subscription. Yeah, uh, well, and, yes, you can, because I've let my Audible subscription lapse. You have to, you okay. can use the... the app. I mean, I still have the Audible app on my device, but I don't have a... I don't have a paid subscription to Audible anymore, and I can use it. Ah, okay. Because they didn't used to do that. I think they call it WhisperSync. Well, WhisperSync, that's a whole different thing where they can go ah. from... Your device can sync from device to device or ah, okay. whatever. Okay, that's my mistake. Yeah, that's... Um, okay. That's, that's a... That's, go ahead, Pam. As I said, I didn't know. I I wasn't sure if the if the unlimited subscription limited you to to if you were going to be able to get the, the the top selling ones on Kindle, or if you if they gave you free reign of, the, of their library, or if they picked and chose what you had access to. 
gives you free reign of the Kindle library, some of the some of the audio you may have to pay a little bit for, but it gives you free reign of the actual Kindle library. Ah, okay. Uh, Audible is changing in the fact I I subscribe to Audible, but you they're expanding this. I've got a, like a romance package, and I get several hundreds of books each month. I have the ability to listen to. So, I I think that model might be changing over time with Audible. You know, in that sense, it's not like we don't have enough books to read with with Bard or or Bookshare or the others. It's it's just a matter of time now because the books are out there and available. We have Ellen who has a question. This now now I know it's Ellen. Okay. Yeah, it's me. Uh, good morning, everybody. I just wanted to go back to the donuts. Uh, we have, oh, I like the uh, Dunkin' Donuts, and then also at our church they do the donut delivery you know, there. But I'm not sure what the name of the place is that, deliver, that delivers the donuts. But my favorites from, that, from this place are the apple fritters and... I get one of those every Sunday. I'll awesome. tell you, Ellen, I, I used to agree with you about Dunkin' Donuts, but then Stunga Donuts doesn't make the donuts in their stores anymore. The donuts are not as good. And they don't emphasize donuts anymore. So they, even though they may have a sign calling it Dunkin' Donuts, they call it Dunkin's now. When they're, they're, they're really emphasizing their coffee and their lattes and, and stuff like that. So that that's the whole thing with Dunkin' Donuts. But I, would, I used to agree with you. I totally used to agree with you, but... Uh, we have a place in Albany called uh, uh, Bella Napoli, and they have really good donuts, and they're and they're homemade, and they're big donuts, and not they're not you know they're not these small donuts that Dunkin' Donuts has, which used to be good, but they're not quite as good as they used to be. Yeah, but also like the windshields, and then also Donut Mart. We have a Donut Mart here, and oh. so that's but what I like about them is their uh, croissants. Oh, their croissants are so good. I think. Wakey and just perfect with coffee. Yeah, that's uh, every great once in a while. Even though I'm not supposed to, I will slip up and eat a donut. But it's very, very seldom. Well, you know what's okay. interesting about that, Bill, is uh, there was a diabetic educator that we knew, and she says, "You know, sometimes you just gotta go out and have it." <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> But it's when you get to doing it every day. <laughs> That's when. No, no, no. We, once a week or once every month is is perfectly is acceptable. But no, not every day. <laughs> no, there's every once in a while you. But I just happened to think about this place yesterday because I saw their sign. Then I looked it up. They've been in business since 1961, called Jack Donuts, and they're a locally owned. Though they may spread out to other areas now. But it, um, you know, it's just something a little bit different. You know, you go to these grocery stores, it's getting like fried chicken in the grocery store. They make them several hours before, and they're not near as good as they used to be. No, I agree with oh, you, Bill. No, We no. have two other people who have hands yeah. raised. We have Julie McCullough and Jerry. So do you want me to start with Julie? Yeah. Go ahead with Julie. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you this morning? Good. Go ahead, Julie. We're doing great. Yes, well, you know, Bard and those, and is 
is good for, you know, if you want a history, a mystery, or whatever you want. But, you know, like the books that we use for Bible study, you can't get some of those on Bard. So how do you you get your books then? What? How do you get your books then if you can't get them on Bard? Well, I get them on Kindle. Ah. Now, when, when, when Apple Books was iBooks, I got them there, but now I think Apple is kind of limited on the books that they have. So now I, I need to get them on Kindle. Because um, we usually don't know what they're going to be very long in advance. So, um, so, I mean, if you need something special... And, you know, like, I couldn't, I couldn't find, like, most of the books that, you know, that the other pastors were reading, the books that are available through Cokesbury on Bard. They have, you know, Bard has a lot of books, but they don't have nearly every book that you might want. Well, that's, that's why it's good that you have other sources, Julie. Well, they yes. need to, you know, that's the whole point. Yes. yes, because if you're in a specialized field... You can't necessarily right. get things on Bard. If you just, you know, if you're retired or something and just like to read books for your pleasure, you can get, you know, books. But if you, if you need books, you know, specialized books on things, no. But I, I, I still have to commend Bard for probably being the best blind service that we ever get for free with the oh, hours yeah. and months and hours of entertainment that that Bard provides for us, I believe that's probably, you know, if, if tomorrow we got up and Bard was gone, that would be a big deficit in our lives. Oh, it would. It would be a, it would be a very big de- deficit. But, um, but, you know, most of the books that I hear about or that, you know, that my friends may be reading unless they're on Bard, um, are not usually ones that I can find there. True. That's yeah, true. I, I agree with you. Thank you, Julie. Uh-huh. Okay, let's get to uh, Jerry in uh, Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, talking about the uh, donuts again. Duncan, uh, I haven't had any donuts lately, but Judy and I a couple of weeks ago had the uh, power of advertising here on The Legend. We tried that Coca Mocha. Uh, latte and it was delicious and the person we went to the, through the drive through and the person that took us was watching them make it and she said they were piling that uh, whipped cream on it was just great hey I, all right know, jerry that's all worth it you know if you you like that stuff and i don't think i'd like that kind of coffee but i'm not a big fan of it either but my um, daughter loves my daughter Meredith loves dunkin donuts and wherever i go with her they have this thing called two for two and so a lot of times I'll get the two bagels or I'll get the two croissants with, with a cup of coffee and a, and a French yeah. Crawler because I love the French Crawlers. But I, I try not to do that very often because I don't want to balloon to over 300 pounds. <laughs> it's good stuff, you know, but um, it, I like good old straight coffee. Strong as you can get it almost. You got it, Bill. I got that's, right here next to me. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what I like. Do we have any of yeah. Go ahead. No, we don't. So uh, why don't you get to the next topic? All right, we're we're going to talk about something, and I'll go check the email when, once I get this topic started. But you know, I sit here 
I, I watched the news week after week after week after week, and there was all these shootings and mass shootings, and and I've got to thinking, as a blind person, a should I carry a gun? B would it be safe? C do I even have a plan for safety? What what would I do? Probably nothing. Probably be scared. I don't know wh- what I would do. But I'm not even sure it's safe for a lot of people to carry guns. They're not even trained on how to use them. They can just get a permit and carry a gun and and go off. It's not that I'm... We're not talking politics here, but I'm just talking a safety issue. Should Bill in Chicago be allowed yeah, to go Yeah, I think he's going to be the one that want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if Bill does. But to see, um, should... I be able to carry a gun or am I I don't know I just don't believe that would be something I would want to do I myself anybody oh I knew that wouldn't take long yeah I'm I'm just going to unmute him right now (laughs) go ahead Bill oh we've got something going on there Bill, can you hear me? Can you hear us, Bill? Hear you. Go ahead, Bill. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah, we hear you. Okay. No, I was going to say, Bill is talking about should he carry a gun or not. There's only one problem with a blind person carrying a gun. Unless you take an awful lot of lessons and really can hear where you're going to shoot that gun. Because if you pull the trigger, say somebody's shooting... And you say, okay, I'm going to shoot back at him and try to get him. If you're not accurate enough and you hit somebody else, they can hold you liable for that shot. Here's the other problem, Bill. I carry a gun, and and I and so and someone might try to take. Someone could easily try to get it away from me. I mean, I think that's a real fact of life. Um, I I don't want. I don't like guns. I'm, I'm not into violence myself. But I don't. I don't right. like well, guns. Well, I don't want to have one. So, yeah. Well, what do you think I about that you, one? I got, yeah. Well, maybe well, it's not a gun, but you need. I think that you, as a, that I would like to have some way to defend myself if somebody decided they wanted to do something to me. Why should I let them just have at me because I'm a blind person? Oh, you well, you can carry stuff like mace or pepper spray, that kind of stuff, where you can carry that in your hand. They have those devices. Um, yeah, but if the can... wind blows right, you'll get that in your face. But, but here's the other thing. Well, now, my daughter takes martial arts. Bill, listen to this. Here, what do you think of this? My daughter, Brenna, takes martial arts, and she uh, knows how to defend herself. And I said, well, let me try. I grabbed her around the way, and she had me on the ground in a second. And I weighed oh, yeah, right, 280 right. pounds, and she's mm-hmm. pretty good. She could defend herself. I, I think a better alternative, Jennifer, would be for someone who's visually impaired, who's, who's, fist, who's fit enough to do it, because not everyone is, to take some self-defense courses. And I, if you could find someone who will teach that, I think right. that's Right, if you can find somebody that would teach a blind person, that would be a great idea. Uh, the, the head of the martial arts school said to me that he would teach me if I wanted to take it. I'm not really into it myself, but he said he, he could teach me how to, how to defend myself with, with his courses. Oh, most, I, most good schools, they'll, they'll take a blind person to teach them. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Well, I kind of have to disagree a little bit um, because I have a permit to carry a gun, although I don't carry it. But here's the thing. If you're going to have a gun, then you should be trained to use it. And some blind people 
uh, like myself, are very capable of using a gun. I'm a hunter, and, and I shoot deer every year, almost. And um, I think as far as the laws are concerned, we have the right to bear arms. But the thing is, if you're going to do that, then you need the training to be able to use that gun. And if, if you fail the training, then you shouldn't have it. Did you get training that but now you have your permit? That, did you ever have someone train you on, on using the gun, Dave? Oh, absolutely. And and how did that work out for you? Can, can you get, just go through it briefly as well as to what they taught you and, and how it has benefited you at that point? Well, I was tested by, you know, uh, somebody would place an object away from me and um, to see how well I could hear, um, you know, a particular distance away. And I had to take a, uh, a safety course and be able to hit a target with within or very close to a bullseye. And if I couldn't have done that, I wouldn't have been able to I wouldn't have been able to have it. I think I'll stay away from you, Dave. I'm sorry. I, I, I promise, Chris, I won't hassle you guys about making me lunch because I might get shot. <laughs> Remember that in a lot of situations which are high stress, even the police accuracy is really not all that great unless you're like a, a trained as a sharpshooter or something like that. But they say that in high-stress situations where you have to act very quickly, even their accuracy, uh, police accuracy, not sharpshooters, but police accuracy does drop way down. Dave, do you be, we have a ham, our hand raised from Julie. I'll get to you in a second, Julie. Do you continue your training? Do you take refreshing courses on it? Or, how do, you, or do you practice using the gun? How does that work for you? Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you had to practice using the gun. And then um, you had to, you had to uh, when, you, when you took the test, you able, uh, like I said, you had to be, able to be accurate enough that you could either get close to or hit the bullseye. And if, um, you know, I was told if I couldn't do it, they wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to. And I had to take an, another course, safety course for hunting. And I had to, with the rifle, and I had to be able to take, uh, to be able to fire it and hit the targets. And you have to renew those. Yeah, you have to renew them every five years. I admire you, Dave. I don't have the guts to do what you do, but I, I do admire you. And I promise I won't bother you anymore because uh, you might get me if I keep asking Chris for lunch. You might get the gun after me. <laughs> my my whole thing about the whole thing is I don't I don't want to be the person, if somebody were to attack us, I don't want to be the person that, that sits there and watches, watches and beat up my husband or whatever and can't do anything about it. I want to think that I would be brave enough if it was them or me that I would choose them. You got a point there. Julie, hold on a second. You had your hand raised, and we'll just unmute you here. Julie, go ahead. Julie, are you there? I'll, I'll see. If... Go ahead, Julie. Keeps, keeps, oh, there's a problem with Zoom here, Bill. Let's try it one more time. Okay, go ahead, Julie. This thing is not working right, Bill. It's not me. It's uh, it's not focusing properly. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now, Julie. All right, thank you. Uh, there is a man in Iowa who worked for the Department for the Blind, and because he is into all things legislative, the Des Moines Register asked him to try to get a gun permit. 
And, you know, they, you know, they, in the paper, I guess, recorded how that all went. And he did get a gun permit and he can carry. Uh, however, he could not carry as he worked for stakes, but uh, he could defend himself and his home. And I don't know if he could, I suppose he could carry if he's not out doing work for the state, which he is not anymore. But um, so, yeah, and he had training and, and the Des Moines Register followed him through all of it. And so it, it can be done for sure. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say in school shootings, maybe nothing much can be done, but, but in shopping center shootings, you've got to imagine that many people who carry guns were carrying them. And we didn't hear about them defense, killing the shooter and nobody got shot. Well, I'm just concerned about the uh, ACB is talking about shooter training and they're talking about i don't know how you train train blind people in, in if there's a mass shooting going on if you're in that particular crowd i i don't care what you say i don't know how you could accomplish any kind of training for that and maybe i'm wrong but i don't see how that could be accomplished well and i guess i kind of feel like you know the constitution was meant to carry us through many things but we are no longer supposedly living in the wild west and we should not need to carry arms into public places uh, like that because if tempers flare and you've got a gun, it's too easy to use it. And well, we but as Dave will tell you, the, the Constitution does give does give us the right to bear arms, and that's a, that's what we're we're wrestling with. Where do you? Sometimes history and how things really are today to be two different things. It's I, I agree with you. Out of place, no longer has a place now. Boy, I I, I, I agree with you. One, you, you got a can of worms here because how do you? Let me ask you a question, Dave, because uh, if, if you can answer, because I'm not sure. I don't even know if there's an answer to it. How do you balance the rights of me as an individual and, and, a, and a gun owner with uh, with protecting society? I mean, I think that's a very difficult question to answer because uh, the, the, the Democrats want more background checks, but I don't know that background checks would have caught would have solved any of these problems. You, I'm just curious to know if you have an opinion on that, Dave. Yeah, I don't think there's any one particular thing. Um, I do agree with the background checks because I know I had to have one. And I think a lot of times uh, I saw something on the news yesterday and they were talking about this and and where um, the laws, there are laws on the books. The problem is they're not enforced as far as the background checks. There are some places um, like gun shows and stuff like that they don't even follow the law and, and and like if you lie on your form and get a permit because you lied on your form that's supposed to be a prosecutable offense and often it's not followed up on either well, well there should be somewhere where people can find out because that shooter in texas i saw yesterday on the news they said he was denied a permit before and now how he managed to go someplace else and get a gun, I mean, there should the be some way where if he you've been it. denied, everybody knows you've been denied. Yeah, he, he bought, bought that on a gun show. Yeah, he bought the gun from a, from, private from a private person, a gun show, which that I think everyone should be checked because that's where I think the NRA is really bucking against that because a lot of, a lot of those gun shows, they make more money with selling guns at those gun shows and they make buying them out of a store. And that's why they don't want that to happen because they can't be able to push those guns wherever they want them or be able to sell them whenever they want to at these gun shows because the gun shows you are not checked, a background check. 
By the way, if anyone had, to, I don't know if anyone's been following the news, but a Walmart is instituting a new policy and they will not sell ammunition anymore. Yeah, but they're not stopping selling until they run out of their current supply. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There you go. Hey, Jeff, we've got, do we have any more hands up? Because we've got three callers who've called in on the feedback line and they want to be heard. Okay, well, why don't you why don't you why don't you do that? And if, if you can do that, why don't we why don't we hear from them? All right, we're going to should have probably do them one at a time here. We're going to do some comments from the area code eight hundred one, which is probably Utah. So let's see. Hello, this is Scott from Utah. I'm unable to get the legend over the phone. I haven't been able to for over a week now. And I just thought I'd report it because I know you people can easily fix such things. That number is 641-793-1730. 641-793-1730. And I just thought I'd let you know that for about a week now or a little more than a week, I have not been able to get the legend over the phone. I can get it on my Lady A device, but not over the phone. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, this begs the question is, if you get it on your Lady A device, why would you want to listen oh. to it on the phone? Well, and the other thing is... The phone number has changed. The so phone number has why. changed. We so why don't you give out the new phone number, Tim? 641-631-4618. Uh, 641-631-4618. Right. That that's the number we we. One thing you guys have to keep in mind is that's a free service. The legend has no input where that's concerned. So if they change the phone number, we have no control over that, and they just change it. But that's the phone number that Tim gave you, the area code six four one six three one four six one eight. So that should take care of that problem. But Jeff, I think your question needs to be answered there. Why Why would you listen over the phone when you could listen over your Amazon device? But I guess different, different for everybody. Let's go to Debbie in Lafayette. She has some comments now. Hi, this is Debbie in Lafayette, Indiana, and you can play this on the air if you want. I think the best place in the whole entire world to get donuts is called Mary Lou's Donuts, and it's on South 4th Street here in Lafayette. It's been there for a long, long time, and once you've had a donut from Mary Lou's or their apple fritters, they're huge and they're wonderful. Anyway, um, you don't want a donut from anywhere else. <laughs> so that's my take on donuts. Have a great day, everybody. And uh, I'm not eating donuts right now. I need to take a break from that. So eat one for me, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, okay. that sounds good, Debbie. That sounds, sounds real good. Sounds good, Debbie. And we got one more from Kay and Flo in, in Buffalo. So let's play their comments. Hey, Bill, it's Kay in Buffalo. I say, carry your gun. Carry your gun. And then when... Uh, 
someone comes to, to do you in, what you do is uh, you contact Ira and they can tell you where to shoot. Man, <laughs> I think that's what you should do. <laughs> you know, I got to, Kay, I got to yeah, tell what? you that it's funny as could be. And uh, well, I'm drinking a lot of strong coffee today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, call, hold on while I call Ira. Um, and then, of course, it would be my luck. The phone connection would not be working so well. So, and by the way, because of the free Ira plan, I have saved 27 minutes this month. If you, if you check on there, you can see 27 minutes of free minutes I've got. I've only used one minute of my plan. So maybe I need to adjust my plan. But. 27 minutes I've used free this month because of that promotion or the new thing. So, um, but Kay, you know, that makes about as much sense as any as, as anything else. Um, anyone else got any comments on the, let me make sure that we, we've gotten everybody out of the queue and um, Yeah, one, uh, one quick comment, Bill. Uh, you've heard about the shooting in Holbert, Indiana, at the Walmart, right? No. Oh, you didn't hear about that one Sunday? No. There's so yeah, many there of was, them you don't hear there anymore. Was a, yeah, in Hobart, there was a shooting at the Walmart. And the daughter and myself and my grandson was at that Walmart one hour before the shooting. We were on our way back from Plymouth on US-30, and usually that's where we... Uh, stop at that Walmart usually to take a break because once we get past that, we're going to hit traffic on 65 or 30, wherever we're going. So take a bathroom break so we make sure we don't get stuck in the traffic and you have to go to the bathroom know where to go. So we stopped there. Well, we heard later on the, on the radio in the car that a um, shooting took place at the Walmart. It was actually between two people, but it was still a shooting in the Walmart because they evacuated the Walmart and everything. Oh, my. Wow. I see we have two hands raised, and uh, we have um, Jerry's hand is raised and and Ellen's hand is raised. So let's, let's do the ladies first. Go ahead, yeah, Ellen. Um, hi. I'm going back to the defense training. I went to one of those conventions, and I, you, I don't know if you remember this, Jeff, but they had a self-defense course, a two-day self-defense course. This was several years ago. I took that course, and I and I knew... Or I was actually able to learn a few things that you could do with one hand sitting down in a wheelchair. So, and what's funny is before before it started, I asked him, I said, how can you train somebody that is in a wheelchair? And he says, I will teach you things you never even thought of. So I'm glad I took that thing. And now I can I can actually disable somebody. Then go, that's great, run! Can I can I try that out? Can I go to Albuquerque and visit you, Ellen, and see if you can try defending yourself against me? Sure, why not? I'm, ju- I'm just kidding, Ellen. You know that. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> Jeff wants to go everybody wants to go to Altoona for lunch. He wants to go everywhere. <laughs> I know. He, he we have one more question know. from uh, we have one more from Jerry who had his hand raised as well. So, go ahead, Jerry. Okay, uh, I have a hunting question, uh, Dave. Uh, w- okay, first of all. 
do you take to the woods by yourself or do you take a sighted person with you? And secondly, does a, uh, let's say, a deer make a sound you can distinguish uh, so you know you're hunting a deer and uh, you don't hear another hunter walking through the woods or whatever? Yeah, it's kind of one of those deals where when you take these courses and you, you, you learn to identify the sounds, things like that, and I do hunt with... Uh, uh, with my son and um, what we have the way we have done this is I can hear a deer well enough to get it into uh, the scope on my gun and if I'm off just a fraction or whatever and my son he used to stands usually about 10 feet behind me so if I'm off which doesn't happen too often but if it does uh, he'll just tap me on uh, the left shoulder, the right shoulder. You can't because obviously you can't say anything, and uh, that works pretty well. He, there, I, I have a laser scope which shows the person, like my son behind me. He can see what's in my scope by looking at the at, at, through, at my scope. And Did so, you wear special headphones so that you could hear the deer and know where it is. How do you how do you do that when you're hunting? Um, I have some what's called uh, game ears that improve your hearing quite a bit and they work pretty they work pretty well i need some does it your scope does it like beep or anything and let you know that something's in the sights no it's just totally visual on on on, on the part of the owner of the gun who's who, who was looking in the scope so so your son can see what you're doing with the scope so you're not gonna make well, a mistake thought, when you since shoot it him. was laser maybe it had something that vibrated or something if it was locked on a target no, I, I don't think so. That'd be kind of nice, but hey, well, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> that, that that'll be the next invention. Um, now, do you butcher the deer yourself, Dave, or, or do you have someone do that for you when you get one? No, I have a weak stomach. Bill can tell you all about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got that little obligation out of the way. Do we have another raised hand, Jeff? Not that I. I'm just checking. No, uh, we don't. I'm uh, just checking. There, no I raised hands. I keep hearing. Th- and now we got two punches. Now you got two, Jeff. Hold on a second. Okay, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, it's Bill. But uh, the thing that Dave was mentioning about his son stands behind him and touches left shoulder, right shoulder, and he's got a laser sight. Well, if, if you can't see, most people may not realize that a sighted person can see the laser shining on the target uh, when you because it's like those laser pins you, know, you heard about airliners talking about people using those laser pins and laser stuff shining up into the aircraft which is illegal because it'll blind them uh, if they get them in the right spot well if you can see you can see that laser light travel and you can see where it's at on the target so his son can touch his shoulder and say left or right with a laser gun or the other well the barrel of the gun to the point so that that's why his son can do that because even like you take a laser a laser uh, sight on a pistol people don't hold the gun up and look through the sight they look at the dot on the target they're shooting at the laser like they're shoot they're using a laser when they're shooting shooting at a mass shooting or something they look strictly for the for the light, of course, you're doing a mass shooting. A lot of people don't care where they shoot; they just shoot. And it's the same principle when they have those games and you go to the mall and they have those uh, games, laser yeah, tag, it's like, and stuff it's like, like that. Playing, yeah, it's like playing laser tag in the 
you know, when you go to these amusement places, they got laser tag, it's the same thing. That's why you wear the um, dark glasses so you don't actually blind yourself, but you you, you actually do the shooting with right. the uh, light, light shining on the person. I still think I'll stay away from the guns. We have one more question, Bill, from uh, Pamela Francis, if I'm not mistaken. So go ahead, Pamela. Yeah. Hi, I just wanted to make a quick comment. Jenny was worried about whether or not she could defend herself. And I am in agreement with a self-defense course. However, in lieu of that, uh, about a year ago, I was at a a luncheon for the Lutherans here locally. One of the people there was selling these little alarms that are similar to a car alarm, but they go on your keys. And you hit that button, that thing will make a screeching noise. And whoever is pestering you is not going to want anything attracted to them. And that's kind of one of those things that you can use that will, it, it, it may not deter to the extent that if, if you're hurt, it, I don't know. My point is noise. Make noise. You got an idea. And I just got a message from JR saying that they will not issue hunting licenses for blind people. So a blind person cannot get a hunting license, or uh, I'm not sure about the permit, but they can't get one here in New York State. Maybe not in New York State, but that's not true everywhere. No, that's certainly not true. Now, we can get uh, hunting permits here in Missouri. I have a friend in St. Louis who is an avid gun owner and has gone hunting with his family and, and enjoys it, etc. He's he's to the point to where he won't take his trash out without carrying a gun, and I can't do that. I can't no. live like that. That's... What can I say? Well, you know, my, my I understand about training, but I think that training should also be extended to sighted people. Just because you can see, I still believe you ought to be have to take some training courses in order just to carry a gun to come and visit us or wh- whatever the case may be. I still believe that you need to take those courses in order to be able to carry that gun if you really feel like there's a need to carry a gun. That's the way it is here in Pennsylvania. Not in Indiana. Anybody can get one. They have have no training whatsoever. And I... I, Anybody can get a gun permit because I talked to the deputy. I don't want a gun permit. Never wanted one. But the police chief told me, you got the money, you can get a permit. Uh, but Dave, I think as you already know, uh, the, the uh, amendment, I think it's I've got what amendment, it's, it's uh, the right to bear arms is certainly going to be challenged. And I think that's going to be under attack, uh, especially if the liberal Democrats get in. So it's, it's something that we that uh, if you really believe in it strongly, you better talk to your congressman about it. And if you want the right to bear arms, uh, which is guaranteed in the Constitution, you better hope Congress doesn't make an amendment preventing that. So that's all I can say. I have to leave you guys because I have someone coming over, but I would say that this has been a very interesting conversation. We kept it interesting just for you, Jeff. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah Jeff, take it easy. One real quick comment can I make, Bill. You know, Jennifer was talking about defending herself. Uh, I taught my daughters uh, two main things, and this was taught to me by uh, a state policeman also, for women especially. Or even a man. If a if a guy is attacking you and he's at the front of you or even behind you, if you can get one hand free, and you got one hand free, 
what you want to do is you may permanently damage the guy for his life, but you take your two fingers, your index finger and your middle finger, and you separate them, and you poke each eye right across the bridge of the nose. Just poke them right in. So watch you pop the eyeball out or you blind the guy. That's his problem. And another one was if you can't get your hands free, especially a woman, if a man's attacking you, kick between the legs as hard as you can and yell. Because if you kick a guy between the legs hard enough, he's going to let you go. Because that happened here in Chicago just recently. A girl was attacked in Lincoln Park. And the way she got away, she did the same thing. She took her two fingers, poked him in the eyes, and when she hit him in the eyes, he released enough that she kneed him real hard in the crotch, and he left. <laughs> so that's, that's two things that most people don't think of because what it is, like my daughters, when I, had, when I taught them that stuff, and a lot of women think, oh, that hurts when you hit a man there. So what? He's attacking you. You don't worry about it if you hurt him. Even if you, like, like they said, even if he's got his pants down and you can grab it, grab onto him and squeeze him and yank him, he's going to let go. True, true. He's going to let you go. Because that, that's one thing that will stop him. But that's just a couple of defense moves that I've taught my kids. There you go, Bill. Well, we're, we're going to transition here in just a second. But one of the things we're going to talk about next week is something I've been tracking because I have, a, you know, an interest in, in southwest Florida and, you know, the hurricanes and stuff that have been going on this week in the news. And thank goodness the hurricane has uh, not has been as devastating as Irma was. But... They were talking on the television last night of Washington Channel 6 out of Orlando and about people that were taking advantage of elderly and blind people during this storm saying, you know, they're here to fix something or they came from the utility company and, and they said they've got to come in and check and then they're, they're, you know, they're stealing money from them or doing something in their home. But... That's a topic we're going to talk about next week because I don't think we have enough time this week to to do all of that. But and we'll we'll get to that next week. But because we're going to change the order a little bit around this hour, um, in order to do that to accommodate Chris and Dave because they have a long feature, and Chris is going to tell us a few things that she's prepared for. Some recipes. Chris, are you there? We have a recipe here for lemon pepper buttered chicken. And you'll need a 9 by 13 pan, two tablespoons of butter or margarine, two-thirds cup of Italian salad dressing. And the reason they choose Italian, I think, is because it has some oil in it. Two lemons zested and juiced or you can use two tablespoons of real lemon juice and just you can just skip the zest if you want to two tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce 16 chicken tenderloins and those the skinless boneless works well for that lemon pepper to taste onion powder and garlic powder and those are optional that's to taste as well but that's that's optional 
I guess the lemon pepper would be too, but then it wouldn't really be lemon pepper chicken. So preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Put your butter in an in the 9 by 13 baking dish and melt it in the oven. Take it out of the oven and mix in your Italian dressing and your lemon juice and your Worcestershire sauce. Arrange chicken tenderloins in your baking pan and turn them over to coat all sides with the melted butter mixture. Then you're going to want to, well, and your, your butter and Italian dressing, before you put the chicken in, you also mix in your garlic powder and your onion powder and your lemon pepper, or you can sprinkle it if you'd rather. It doesn't really matter. It's just a little easier to mix it in first. Bake for 25 minutes in the preheated oven or, or until the juices run clear or until it reaches 165. And that's a really pretty pretty easy recipe and uh, it's good. That sounds good. Sounds good. It sounds real, real good to have something like that. But your secret that you're doing today is you're drawing on some things that you've cooked this week at home. You're fixing some leftovers because you have leftover spaghetti and ribs. We have, left, and we have leftover spaghetti, and we were going to do ribs, potato salad, and baked beans Monday, but it rained. Well, it was supposed to rain. It didn't actually rain. It was supposed to rain off and on all day, so we didn't really want to get the grill out. So we did that yesterday instead, but we have leftover spaghetti from Sunday. And we have leftover ribs, potato salad, and baked beans. So we'll have those things or some combination thereof today. It sounds sounds pretty good. We don't have to. We cooked a ham yesterday that I got at Walmart. And you really don't have to. These hams are so cooked up now, you don't have to do a lot of. A lot of stuff to them. Is that correct, Chris, when they're pretty much already? I mean, you can eat them right right as they get home. I guess you really just heat them up to get them warm all the way through if you... Almost all hams are pre-cooked these days. Yeah. And just some are seasoned different, I suppose, and cured differently. And, um, you know, there's not a lot you really need to to do to them. I think they have a package of glaze if you really want to use that or you can use that or I suppose put your own stuff on but they're already (coughs) this one I got at Walmart was already it already was cured in brown sugar and and all that stuff so there's not much that you really need to do with that you really have to do so they're they're pretty good. They're ready, you know, ready to go. Oh, everybody's leaving the meeting on us here. <laughs> but oh, Tim came back. Tim came back. But anyway, um, there, there's some pretty good stuff. Um, those hams like that are they're cheaper. We find than just getting lunch meat from the store. Um, Chris, do you buy a lot of lunch meat at the store or not so much? No, not really. We buy some from time to time, but that's not something we 
we often don't have any lunch meat on hand. Uh, it, you know, about 25% of the time we have it. Right, right. Uh, they're just not, you know, I know that all the preservatives and all the stuff, um, like that every once well, in a while. Go ahead. It seems like our our main meal is usually supper time, so be something between times, and I think that's why we use it sometimes. Because we just don't have time in the middle of the day to have our main meal, I don't think. But, you know, it, it just, when you get used to cooking, you know, you know, doing that. So, but it, it's to each their own. If we all ate on the same schedule, if we all ate the same food, we'd be robots, right? We would definitely be. Stores um, wouldn't have to stock so much, would they? No. So many different things. No, they wouldn't. Speaking of uh, bad buys, I made one the other day. Speaking of Walmart, got this. The guy told me it was lock and lock. I got it home. It was these four bowls with the lids. And I think it only cost five bucks. Let me tell you, that those lids fit on there about like nothing. They no more seal than I can fly. I don't think you can buy lock and locks at Walmart, and if you could, they sure wouldn't be five dollars. No, no. So you know. I don't think I don't think you can either. I'm well, somebody at, tried telling me they bought some at the dollar store. I'm not sure I believe that either. No, I don't, you can't. They're they're what they're calling lock and locks are sealed containers, and that's not the same thing as a lock and lock. Yeah. Tim, were you trying to unmute yourself? Yep, and it wouldn't let me. No. Um, anyway, um, I was going to say that you can still buy fresh ham, but that's actually more like pork roast. Um, but it's hard to find, Tim. Yeah, and those are not pre-cooked. Right. But it's hard to buy a fresh ham, I mean, unless you go to a meat store or... Yeah. yeah. The grocery stores do not stock those much around here. So they just do not stock them for whatever reason. Um, they'd probably be a little cheaper maybe. But now ham is what they call, what is it, spiro ham? I, I don't, I'm not an expert at this, but aren't they all... Pretty well, Spiro hams now, or used to be. Oh, no, they have different kinds. They have different kinds. Yeah, we just don't sell them in Indiana. I don't know why, but I can type in ham on the thing, and it never comes up with the ham anymore at uh, Instant Cart very much or ship. I don't know why. Sometimes you can find these little two or three pounders. But that's about it, and it's one of those. I don't know what the deal is. Used to be you could buy them most any time. Same, I think, with turkeys, too. You know, those type of things. Well, it looks like we're running a little low on time here. Does anybody have any last comments before we before we launch into the demo? Doesn't sound like it, does it? I don't think I'm missing anybody. 
Don't think no, so. No, I think I think we're good. We're, we're good. What we're going to do, guys, so we can fulfill these obligations is run a spot, and then we will run your demo. Um, and we'll do that. And we'll... Says, I get get things focused back the way they should be, and we will. Now, you you guys will probably do a better job of explaining, or do you want to say anything before we start the demo? This is uh, a litter robot, which we already had, but we wanted a Wi-Fi version because of some issues we've had the last six months with the cat. So that was our reason for purchasing this. It wasn't really a planned purchase, but I felt like it was a necessary purchase. So all I'm going to say is this takes cat boxes to a whole new level with an app and how you can interact with it. So... What we'll do is run our little sponsors thing that we have to do. We'll run that and then run the demo and then be back for just a few minutes. Maybe. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets, and they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no. That's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison? Why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Good morning, everyone. It's time now to demonstrate a product that if you have a, a kitty cat, you might be interested in listening to this demo. Today we are going to talk about and demonstrate the new Wi-Fi 
litter robot. This is for your cats. Now we've had some of these uh, litter robots in the past and they've worked fine. Uh, they were all manual operated uh, units. And, uh, but this one is a unit that you download an app for your iPhone. Or Android. Or Android. And once you have the app downloaded, you purchase the uh, litter robot and it can be operated completely by remote control using your iPhone or Android phone. So I'm going to let Chris give you some information about the litter robot. This is the Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect. Now, they have several kinds. At one time, there was a 1. I don't think they make that anymore. There's a Litter Robot 2. They do still make that. There's a Litter Robot 3 Open Air. And if you have one of those, you can just simply buy the Wi-Fi base. But what, what this is is the Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect. Um if you want to read about them, you can go to LitterRobot.com. If you want to ask questions, you can call 1-877-250-7729. That's 1-877-250-7729. The current price of the Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect is $499.00. Robot 2, if you have that, is if you just want the regular 3 Connect and not the Wi Fi, that's $449. If you already have the 3 Connect and you want to buy the Wi Fi base, that's $100. You can still get a Litter Robot 2, which is not Wi Fi, for $349. The dimensions of this, or the footprint as they call it, is 24 and a quarter inches by 27 inches. I do not have a height. I would say it's probably what two feet tall, maybe 26 inches it's tall. About 26 inches tall. And it weighs 24 pounds without the litter. Now, for those of you that don't know what a litter robot actually does, the Litter Robot has a, well, it looks like a globe, and with the front of it cut out, it's open in the front. Inside the, the globe, there is a rubber liner in there, and that's where you would put your kitty litter inside this globe. And also, a little gizmo that goes across the top, they call a bonnet. And that just snaps onto the top. Now, when you get this and you take it out of the box, it is assembled. And the bonnet is already on it. The base is already on it. The globe is in it. And it's ready to go other than to connect it to the Wi-Fi and put your, and litter, in. Put your litter in there and watch it go. So anyway, what it does, uh, when your cat has to go do its business, there's a little step on the front of the uh, 
the litter robot, and it, go, it goes up onto the step, and it gets inside the globe, which is plenty big for your cat to get in and turn around and do whatever he needs to do. And when the, the cat is finished doing its business, um, when he leaves, a timer starts. And it waits, uh, you can set the timer using the app, and Chris will get into that in a little bit. But you can set the timer, and from three minutes or seven minutes or ten Ten minutes. minutes. Now, you have to use clumping litter. Right. You absolutely must. So, uh, once the, the timer times down, because it waits, uh, we have ours set for seven minutes. That's the, default. The timer will count down to seven, until the end of seven minutes, until the seven minutes are up. And then that globe that he, that has your litter and that he was in starts spinning counterclockwise. And as it does, it takes the the bad litter and it spins around and it dumps the bad litter into a drawer that is under is on underneath the uh, the globe into a it's like it's a plastic bag and what is that about a 13 gallon bag a 10 to 13 gallon trash bag will work or they have litter robot liners uh, drawer liners <clears throat> And then uh, it will store that until that drawer gets full. And when it gets full, you get a signal from from the uh, from your iPhone. If it's connected to the Wi-Fi, you'll get a message that says drawer is full. You know, whatever. It also lets you know how many times um, the cat. Goes. It depends on the notifications you turn on. It'll tell you every time the cycle, it can tell you every time the cleaning cycle is complete, which means that he came out seven minutes ago. It'll tell you if the drawer is full. It'll tell you if you need to add litter. It'll tell you if it goes offline. Or it'll tell you if there's a problem with the litter box. And there is a help menu in there, so if, the, if there is a message that you don't understand, you can go into the help menu that's in the app, and it will give you uh, some of the, uh, the ma- it'll list the messages and what the, you know, what the problem could possibly be. We've not had any problems, but... Well, actually, a couple times we've had a cat fault sensor. So I had to go in and see what a cat fault sensor was. And what it meant was I had a little too much litter in there. And it's got, you know, uh, a few sensors. It even has a night light that you can turn on using your app so that if he has to go during or she has to go during the night, um, they can see <laughs> where they're going. It's actually, it's pretty cool. It it's, it's actually comes out of the top of the litter box, just like it would come from your ceiling. And it's it activates during low light. If you have it turned on, it'll come on. It's like a dusk to dawn light. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it, it, it's pretty clever. 
Um, <clears throat> we had, without going into the details, our little robot too was working fine, but we had a need in the past six months or so to know how many times he went and how long ago and that sort of thing. Yeah, because he, he was a little sick for a while and uh, we definitely had to know when when he went because we had to catch we had to catch him to make sure he wasn't messy. <laughs> so, but anyway, that was our reasoning for purchasing the Litter Robot Three, uh, three Open Air Connect. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to walk back here to the uh, unit so I can describe. Um, the uh, unit a little better and I'm back here with it now <clears throat> get down here on the floor <laughs> alright now <clears throat> I'm looking at the front of the unit and as I said before the uh, front of the uh, globe is open and you can reach your hands in there um, that's where your litter goes, and that's where he goes when he goes to do his business. And it holds 8 to 10 pounds of litter. And um, <clears throat> you can take the, bon the, the bonnet that goes across the top. just has uh, a little tab on the left-hand side of the uh, 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 bonnet and the right-hand side down towards the bottom of the bonnet that slipped over the globe. Um, there's a little tab and you push in on it and you on the left side and you push in on the right side and you can take that bonnet off if you would happen to take need to take the remove the globe from the robot. Now where the opening is down at the bottom of this opening in the globe Oh, it sort of goes down and it's rounded off at the bottom where he can um, there's a step underneath the globe that he steps on and when he steps onto that then he steps onto this bottom uh, rounded out piece to get into the opening of the robot uh, which makes it very easy for, for the animal to get in and out now, when you take the unit out of the box, you're going to find the uh, the litter robot, which is completely assembled. It has the bottom on the uh, bonnet on it. It has your base on it and everything. The globe is already in there, and it's centered on there, and it's pretty much ready to go. And there is a a manual. It's a print manual, obviously. <laughs> And there is a little square box in there, which is has your power supply inside the little cardboard box. So you want to make sure you've got that out, <clears throat> and you take the uh, the manual and put it put it aside. And so the first thing you need to do is uh, take the wire ties off of the. Uh, the twist ties off of the power supply wire, take it out of the box and take the twist top uh, ties off of it so you can stretch that wire out. And you want to place this unit, it's a good idea if you can, to place it like in a corner so that it gets sort of slanted into the corner. 
so that it uh, doesn't take up quite so much space. doesn't need to touch anything behind or on either side. Right. You want clearance on each side of it. Then you're going to take, uh, if you set the, uh, after you have it out of the box, and, and it's a little tricky to get it out of the box because they really have that thing packed in there tight. Well, it's a little awkward because... Yeah, because of the shape. So, <clears throat> so once you got it out of the box and you got the power supply untangled and everything, then you just you take the power supply and what you're going to do is you're going to turn this robot around so that the step is facing you and the globe is facing away from you so that in other words the front of the robot is going to be facing you and you can tell that by the step and you can tell it by the opening in the uh, in the globe now underneath this step there is a drawer that you can pull out. This is where, when I had told you at the beginning, the globe spins and it dumps the waste into the drawer. And when the drawer gets full, um, you you down underneath. Um, you take your hands down to um, to the front end of the edge of the step, and then take your hand down. You'll find uh, a little handle sort of um, indented into the bottom side of that step which actually is the drawer. And you take a hold of that and you pull out and that pulls the drawer away from the litter robot. And then inside the drawer is, uh, and this, you wanna make sure you do this before you start using it. Inside the drawer, there is a bag that they already have in the uh, litter robot, in, in the drawer. And then there are a couple extra bags in there. And so you want to make sure that you've got all of that stuff out of there except for the bag that they already have mounted inside the drawer. What you do when you want to mount a bag, you roll down the top three or four times to in about an inch, about an inch. And then you tuck those folds down in four there's four little things that stick up. There's one on the back left, one on the back right, one on the front left, and one on the front right. Now, these are in the side of the drawer. They're not actually in the very front of the drawer. They're along the sides. And you tuck that bag, you tuck the folds down in behind those little tabs that are sticking up. And that's what holds your bag upright when it starts to get a little weight in it. So the next thing you're going to do is you are going to download, uh, we'll, we're using an iPhone, so you want to download the Litter Robot app to your phone. And is it just called Litter Robot? It's just called Litter Robot. So you want to download that app to, and install it on your phone, just like you would any other app from the App Store. And... Once you have that, you'll be ready to do some setup in just a, a minute here. And um, <clears throat> then you're going to, you, you want to turn the, if you're looking at the, uh, oh, by the way, you, you push the drawer back in. Once you have that bag, you push that back in and it'll come even with the step on the front of the unit. 
And um, I better not tap on that because it might set it off. Okay, well, anyway. Then you're going to turn the robot around uh, clockwise until you see the back of the, the robot. So if you turn it around and you're looking at the back of the robot, the first, just turn it the whole way around so you've got the back of it facing you instead of the front. I guess that would probably be the easiest way to describe that. And uh, when you do that, the first thing you take your hands on the on, on the base which is about level with the step when you're looking at the back of the robot it would be about the same height as what the step is because that is your base and if you turn that thing clockwise around so that the back is facing you the first thing you're going to look for is <clears throat> On the back of the unit, you will be looking for a plug. It's a receptacle that's on the back. It has a a um, a hole in it. So you would take your hands to the left-hand side of the back and bring them over a little bit to the right, and you will find a indention in the in the. Uh, the robot's base and you'll see a little hole right there that's where you plug one end of your power supply into that and uh, so you want to make sure that you've got that connected to the robot and then uh, like like I said make sure you're close to a, a receptacle now it doesn't draw a lot of current so if you needed to use an extension cord you could I don't think this thing draws any more than maybe even maybe an amp. I don't think it draws any more than that, so you're pretty safe no matter what extension cord you use. And uh, so you want to be to where you can have access to be able to connect that to your receptacle. And, of course, uh, you obviously have to have a router, a a computer, and stuff like that. So you obviously have a router, and you're going to be linking this to to the Internet. Okay, so we looked at the connection for the power supply. We still have the back facing us, or facing me in this case. And... So I had brought my hands over from the from the left towards the right to find that. Now, if I move my hands on over to the, the right some more, just about to the center of the back of the uh, of the base, um, down towards the floor. I'm going to find a sticker. It's kind of in a little indention. It is indented. And um, now, what we found was, uh, because one of the first things you have to do is you have to scan the QR code. You scan that with your iPhone. 
and it tells you in the app when you're setting it up to scan the QR code. Now, you have to know uh, where that QR code is, and we had a little bit of a problem, so we used Ira, and we called them, and figured out where that code was so it made it a lot easier for us to take the phone and scan that QR code. If you have a buddy it's helpful to have your buddy tilt the litter box forward to get that QR code away from the floor a little bit. It makes it a little easier to scan. Now the way you find this uh, the QR code on this sticker is with the with the the back of the unit facing you and you find that sticker it's down towards the floor in about the middle of the base as i said and the uh, QR code if you took your hand and find a sticker take your hands along the right hand side on the sticker and take your fingers and you come down about halfway down that sticker and then you start aiming your phone. Uh, take one hand and sort of see where your camera is on your phone and kind of get an idea of where it would be looking if you uh, take your hand and put your finger, one one hand about halfway down, uh, put a finger about halfway down on that on the side of that sticker, and then you bring your hand, your phone over and sort of line it up with your finger and then it then you tap double tap the phone to take a picture of that QR code and it'll tell you actually it 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 you'd have to tap scan now and aim your phone and it won't vibrate when it finds it like some of them do but it will It'll go to the next step. You'll hear back button, and you'll hear. And if you look at your screen, it'll say scanning was successful. That's how you know. Okay, and that takes care of the scan code. And the reason, you know, we mentioned Ira because that's how we got that. So that if somebody has any questions that they want to ask me about this, I can explain to them. almost exactly where to put to aim that phone Sometimes to get that code. you have code. to turn your phone upside down because if you don't have anybody to help you, it's just almost too low to get in the camera good. Right. Okay, so now we turn the little robot around again so that the front of the robot is facing me. And I'm assuming you've turned on your plugged in your power supply already. Yep, and plug the power supply into your receptacle. And so you so you know you've got a connection there cuz you don't want to try to start doing anything uh with it not plugged in cuz it won't work. <laughs> now, if you take your hands and you put them on the f- step on the front of the little robot, bring them over to the right to the edge. Oops. Uh, you touched something. <laughs> Sorry about that, gang. I bumped a button while I was describing this thing. Sometimes, and now I've got to wait till it gets back to where it's supposed to. Sometimes when you mess with it, too, um, it'll start the sensor timing. And that's probably, I believe that's what I did because I was pushing on the step and stuff like that. And I think I set the the timer countdown. <laughs> but it'll be done here in just a anyway, minute. Well, you get to hear it run. 
you can hear kind of what it sounds like. It'll be done here in this just a minute. quieter than the other one. Okay, now it's done. <laughs> it's done taking care of my mistake. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and I got a message that said... Uh, Cycle cleaning has cycle completed. has been completed successful. Flash's happy cat. Flash's robot happy cat face. <laughs> it actually does say that. Anyway, as I started to do now, as, as you bring your hands uh, 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 to, we have the, the step facing us and the opening of the globe facing us. And I'm going to take my hands over to the edge, right edge of the step. And I'm going to see... Uh, about oh I don't know maybe an inch up from the step I'll see in a row one two three lights now if I if I take my hands I want to go just above the light and the the last light over, I was going to the right when I was looking at those three lights. I'm going to come to a, a sort of an oblong button. It's a very big. It's a big button. You can't miss it. That button is a reset button. You want to use the reset button anytime you empty the litter drawer or anytime you add litter to the box. Okay, that's your reset button. The next button up, it sort of goes up uh, on a slant on a slant because it curves around. Uh, well, like if you have your touching the globe and you're touching the buttons, it sort of curves around. All right. Anyway, this, the, the next button up then is uh, this is your empty button. That's, That's if you want to empty the whole litter robot out into a bag and redo your whole, all the litter. Like if you want to just clean the whole thing up and you want to, and you might want to change a different kind of litter, a litter so then you want to get rid of all that. So you would press the empty button, if you're going to do this manually, that is. And uh, it will start spinning counterclockwise, and it will dump all of the litter that's in there into the drawer if you use that button. Then the next button up is your Cycle. cycle clean button. That's whenever the the if you if you say he does his business and for whatever reason it didn't it didn't register with the app. You can use the manual cycle clean clean button, and you can press that, and that will just take the bad litter and put that into the drawer, and then it'll turn itself back around clockwise. Uh, until it gets back to the the, the, uh, the ready mode, and it'll let the clean litter back Puts in. The, 
puts all the clean litter goes right back in where it was. Now this box will work without Wi-Fi, so don't you know worry about if your Wi-Fi goes out, it won't work because it will. Yeah, it, it will work if, if 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 any of you guys have the robot too. It works almost just like that, except uh, now you have the advantage of using it uh, by Wi-Fi. Okay, then the last button on this unit is your power button. And it's it's not a, um, a, a long button. It's just a little round button that you're off and on for your power. Okay, now Chris is going to uh, explain to you how to set up the, uh, after you download the app uh, on the iPhone, and Chris is going to show you how to set up the app and and get this thing to work. Okay, after you download the app, you're going to create your account, and that's pretty much the same as any other account, uh, email, username, password, all that stuff. And if you already have a Little Robot account from previous purchases, you can use that old account and put in your stuff. Okay, it's going to tell you you want to turn you want to turn the power button on. It's going to go through a cycle. Then you're going to press the cycle and empty buttons at the same time. Exactly the exactly same time. Exactly the same time. Now, you I'm, have to hold them in for about 3 seconds. I'm going to for the benefit of those of you who can see, and also for the benefit of those of you who may be using Ira or may have some help there while you're doing this, you hold those in for about three seconds or until the power button turns white, then blue. Then it's going to tell you to scan your serial or QR code on the back of the robot. You do that. Once that's successful, it's going to have you name your robot. Name it whatever you want to, and you're gonna. It, then it will send you, like most apps, it'll send you to settings and Wi-Fi on your phone. You look for the litter robot, um, litter robot uh, network. network. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word. The network, and when if you're asked for a password, you enter never scoop in all small letters, no space, and. Then you're going to go, it'll take you back to the Litter Robot app, and you enter your home Wi-Fi password, and it will confirm it, and the blue light on the power button will turn off, and the ready button light will turn on. Now, once you... um, once you connect to that little robot network and then connect it to your home network, like so many other things, you won't be able to see that little robot network in your Wi-Fi settings. So that's kind of how you that's kind of how you get it connected up. And it'll take a little while once you once you enter the path the uh, Wi-Fi password and everything in there. It, it, it may take a couple minutes, like maybe or longer, or yeah. longer. Like in our case, it took about maybe six it, or seven. I, I don't know, six or seven minutes um, to connect. So and, it, it, and it did. Just, just be be patient. It's going to seem like it's not going to do it, but it will. 
No, when she when Chris was saying about it tells you this and it tells you that it you will hear that on your iPhone as you're as you're uh, as you're setting that up. And if you're unsure, you can always look on the screen. And now I want to go through some of the tabs. Messages free on I associate two litter robot. So we're going to go to litter robot. Now the first litter thing robot. you see settings. once it's set up, there's a settings button at the top left. We'll come back to that in a minute. Flashes robot ready. It e says F. it's ready. E F that it's like a little graph between empty and full. Now voiceover isn't going to read that. I'm sure the screen shows some bars or dots or something. But anyway, add another litter robot. Add Button. another robot right there. So we're going to go into Flashes robot. Flashes robot ready. E F. My litter robots back button. Down at the bottom, you're going to see some tabs. Selected. Tab. One of four. Now, if you look below those tabs. Selected. Tab. One of four. Status. That's the status tab. I thought they weren't named at first, but they are. The status tab just tab. shows you. Waste level gauge. Shows you the waste level gauge. Happy. Between empty and full. Tap to reset gauge when waste drawer is empty. Anytime you empty the waste drawer, you need to tap right there to reset the gauge. Current status. Ready. That's the current status. Status help icon. Button. And if, if the current status is, say, cat fault sensor or pinch detect sensor, that help button right there will explain to you what that means and tell you what to do about it. Start cycle. Button. You can start a clean cycle right there if you want to. Selected. Tab. Okay. One of four. That's what's in that tab. Now, if you go to the second tab. Selected. Tab. Tab. Two of four. History. That's the history. My litter robots. Back button. Now, in here. Clean cycle completed. 11 minutes ago. It tells you when your, when your robot was last ready, when the last clean cycle was completed. Clean cycle in progress. Cat sensor timing. 21 minutes ago. When the clean cycle was in progress, when the cat sensor timer was activated, that's that's where you get all that stuff. Now, it doesn't give you times. It gives you hours or days ago, depending how long it's been. In the third tab. Select tab. Three of four. Insights. That's called insights. Tab. Three of four. I wish they would put the times on that tab, too. I think eventually they might. I hope. One data set. Cycles completed. Heading. Okay, this is one date set, and I don't know exactly what that means, but this is where you get the number of times each day that your clean cycle ran. 8 slash 27, 8.00. Ran 8 times on the 27th. 8 slash 28, 4.00. 4 times on the 28th. 8 slash 29, 5.00. 5 times on the 29th. 8 slash 30, 4.00. 8 slash 31, 3.00. 9 slash 1, 6.00. 9 slash 2, 4.00. So that gives you an idea, and we created one of those clean cycles, so you have to keep that in mind, too, because um, we accidentally ran it a minute ago. Now, down here below that, you have... Cycles completed. Cycles completed. Average. Average per day. Average cycles per day. Total cycles this week. And total cycles this week. Okay. 4.9. 4.9 is the average per day. 34. 34 is the number this week. 
tab, one of four. And your fourth tab, tab, four of four, remote, is called remote. Tab, four of four. This has sleep mode off. You button. can turn the sleep mode off, like if, if the litter box was in the bedroom with you or something. I don't know why you'd want to turn it off, but in case you do, you can turn it off for eight hours. Wake time, seven minutes. Button. Wake time, seven minutes. Now, what that means is the amount of time between the time the cat goes out of the box or comes out of the box and the time it runs. You can set that on this particular one to three, seven, or ten. Seven is the default. Seven was what the Litter Robot 2 was. It worked for him, so we left it seven. But you go in there if you want to change it. Nightlight. Nightlight. Switch button on. You can turn the nightlight to come on when it gets dark, or you can have it not come on at all, depending on your cat. Ours, nothing seems to bother him much. When enabled, the low light sensor will automatically turn on the nightlight in darker settings. Panel lockout. You can lock the panel buttons. Panel lockout. Switch button on. That's a good idea to lock the, the, uh, Changes the, to the panel button if you've got little children around. You don't want them going in there and pressing buttons on the uh, on the uh, on the litter robot itself. Or the cat could accidentally do it. Yeah, so you can lock it out. You could still use it on the app, but you but you wouldn't be able to use the buttons on the uh, robot itself unless you unlock it. But you can still use the reset button. That's the really strange thing. You just can't use the others. Power. Power. Switch button. On. It'll tell you if the power goes off. Reset gauge. Reset to default. Delete litter robot. Tab. That, one of four. That's what's in there. I'm going to go back to the first tab now. Tab. One of four. Selected. And I'm going to show tab. you the one settings. AT&T network. My litter robots. Back button. Let's see. My litter robots. Back button. Flashes robot. Settings. Button. Settings. Settings. Heading. Settings is at the top left on the first screen when you first go in. In the settings you have... Frequently asked questions. Button. Frequently asked questions. Notifications. Button. Notifications. I'll come back to that. Customer support. Button. Privacy policy. V. One. Two. One. V. One. Just your two, general one. stuff. Bill for account details. Button. Account details. But we're going to go to notifications. Notifications. Button. Notification settings. Back button. These are all the notifications you can turn on or off. Notifications. Notifications. Switch button. On. You can turn them all off at the same time if you ever need to. Turn off all notifications. General. Heading. Clean cycle complete. Clean cycle complete. Switch button. On. Clean cycle complete. Switch button on. That means it will notify us every time a clean cycle is complete. Clean cycle interrupted. Clean cycle interrupted. Clean cycle interrupted. Switch button. On. Drawer full. Drawer full. That's switch saying button. drawer. On. It doesn't yeah. sound like it, but drawer, that's... Drawer full. Switch button on. Faults. Heading. Now, these are the faults. Cat sensor fault. Cat sensor fault. Switch button. On. Cat sensor fault. That's what I got when the litter was too heavy for it. Pinch detect fault. Pinch detect fault. Switch button. On. Pinch detect fault. I don't really know I what believe that that's is. if the liner happens to get pinched when it's spinning, oh, when okay. the globe is spinning. Oh, okay. Over torque fault. Over torque fault. Switch button. On. That's over torque. I don't know what that is either. Position fault. 
Position fault. Switch button. On. Position fault. I would assume that means if the litter robot isn't lined up correctly. If, if the globe wasn't lined up with the step, then that would have to be adjusted. So you would want to make sure that that's on its default. Bonnet removed. Bonnet removed. Switch button. On. That's the that's the bonnet that we were talking about uh, when we first started started uh, describing the robot the button the bonnet that goes on over top of that globe. That's uh, will let you t- if you take that bonnet off for whatever reason, or if the cat would I don't know how you would I'm, do it. I'm but. not really sure how anybody would take that off accidentally, but you never know. It's a notification anyway. It'll tell you that that's been removed. Robot offline. Robot offline. Switch button. On. And if your robot goes offline, it'll tell you that. We recommend leaving the above notifications on, as they will alert you to litter robot malfunctions that need immediate action. Save. Button. And anytime you make a change, you have to go down here and hit save. And that's what's in the app. So it's really it's really simple, the, the way it works. Um... Probably what we want to do. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna show you what happens um, whenever the cat does its thing. <laughs> we're not gonna run a cycle because we've already run one accidentally, and we don't really want to mess up the average too bad. So it's in the notification center. So I'm gonna show you what what it actually says. Litter robot. 20 minutes ago. Clean cycle complete. Your litter robot just completed a clean cycle. Flashes robot happy cat face. Now, except, available. except for the 20 minutes ago, that's what you'll hear. Uh, Chris, do you want to go over the uh, information one more time? Sure, if we can keep the idiot bird quiet. <laughs> Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect. You can go to litterrobot.com to read about what they have. And they have all kinds of accessories. They have bags and they have... You can actually replace the globe liner on this one where you can't most of them. That's kind of nice. Um, they have filters. Every drawer has a filter in it, so you get a filter with, with it, but then you need to order some more. And they have a ramp if you have an older cat. They have all kinds of stuff. If you want to talk to them in person, their phone number is 877-250-7729. That's 877-250-7729. The current pl- price of the Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect is $499. If you already have a Litter Robot 3 Open Air, which is uh, 340, no, $449. If that, you, that doesn't have the wife. Yeah, if you already have the Litter Robot 3 Open Air because it came out first, you would have paid probably 349 for it, and you can add the Wi-Fi base for $100. Or if you don't need the Wi-Fi base, if you don't care if you have Wi-Fi, but you'd like to have the three open air because it is a little bigger, you can get that for four forty-nine. If you just want a litter robot two, you can get one of those now for three forty-nine. The three is four forty-nine. The two is three forty-nine, and the open air connect with the connect base is four forty four ninety nine altogether. That's that's the information you would need about that. 
Well, as I, as I said, we made the purchase because our kitty was pretty sick there for a while. We thought we were going to lose him, and uh, he was having all kinds of accidents, and we needed a way to keep track of him and to know when he was when he was going to the bathroom and stuff so that we could catch him and, and clean him up. Well, he, he wasn't going outside the box, but he was really he, having trouble. Yeah. <laughs> he lost a lot of weight. and all, He lost about a third of his weight. He's doing better now, though. But uh, anyway, that that was the reason for making making this purchase, and and really, even though he's doing a lot better, it's just kind of we just kind of like to know when he goes. It's peace of mind <laughs> because he was so sick for a while. Anyway, that's that's uh, a little bit of a demonstration of how the unit works and how to use the app. If you have any questions. About this product, you can always email Bill Sparks at bill at billsparks.org. That's bill at billsparks.org. And if he does, and ask him your questions. And if he doesn't have the answers, he can get a hold of us, and and we'll help you folks out the best we can. The customer service at Litter Robot is excellent. I will say that. Um, should you want to ask any questions or make any comments during this live demonstration about the Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect, you may reach us right now by dialing 646-558-8656. That's 646-558-8656. Press pound. When you're asked for the meeting ID, enter 848-725-450. That's 848-725-450. Press pound one more time. You'll be asked for a user ID. Press pound once more, and you will be in the Zoom room with us where you can talk about the Litter Robot 3 Open Air Connect. Well, that's all the time we have for this demo. Stay tuned next week for another, another exciting, exciting demo. demo.